Hello, Diocese of the Rio Grande. Welcome to this weekly update for the last week of January 2024. This weekly update, I want to talk to you about A Case for Love, the film about the teachings of Michael Curry and the Episcopal Church, which came out on Tuesday, and a lot of us got to see it. But if you didn't get to see it because you didn't live near Albuquerque or El Paso where the film was shown, I want to tell you all about it. I also want to talk to you about an episode of On Point, which you can find on NPR, I'll put the link down below, about de-churching in America. Y'all are so kind, and many of you, when you see these videos, sometimes you say, Bishop, you look a little tired lately. Are you getting enough rest? So I just want to say out in front, I am tired this morning. The reason is I got in late last night because last night, this, by the time you're watching this, this was actually Wednesday night. I was blessed to be a part of the ordination to the priesthood of the Reverend Liana Braun at St. James Episcopal Church in Taos, New Mexico. It's a beautiful church right there in Taos. If you ever come to ski or mountain bike or hike in Taos, or you want to come and see the Pueblo and learn about northern New Mexico and its wonderful arts and culture scene, make sure you check out St. James Episcopal Church in Taos. Well, last night we were there for the ordination to the priesthood of the Reverend Liana Braun, who also serves the Diocese of the Rio Grande as our family missioner, which means she works helping congregations do ministry with young families, children, all the way up through adolescence. She's also going to be helping us a bit with our campus ministries throughout the diocese and helping provide advice about young adult ministry as well. Liana, it was wonderful to be with you and the wonderful people at St. James in Taos last night, and I look forward to having an interview with you on the weekly update coming up soon. I know a lot of Episcopalians listen to NPR. It's almost even a cliche, but there was an episode of On Point with Marina Chakravarti that came out this week, and it's about a book called De-Churching, The De-Churching of America. On that radio show, Marina Chakrabarti interviews the authors of the book talking about how four million people have stopped going to church in the United States of America over the last 25 years. There's some fascinating statistics and analysis in the book and in the radio program. Of those four million, three quarters have left church because it's just inconvenient and it doesn't fit with the pressures of life as it lived in America today. Three quarters of those four million left church not because they were mad at church or they didn't like God. In fact, a lot of them still believe and call themselves Christian. It's just that church doesn't fit in with the rhythms of their life anymore. Now, a quarter of those folks did leave church for theological reasons or ethical reasons or moral reasons. They're mad quite justifiably about abuse scandals in the church, misuse of funds. They are upset about not being able to find a church where women have active roles in leadership at all levels. They are upset that LGBTQ people are not treated as fully human and welcome to all the sacraments of the church. They are frustrated because they don't hear the message of Jesus' love coming from the pulpit. They hear a message of judgment and condemnation. They're worried about the preaching in the pulpit being too political. And my friends, 
as I listened to that radio program, I thought, I just wish you knew about the Episcopal Church. I wish you could come to the Diocese of the Rio Grande and come to any one of our churches where you will see women actively engaged in leadership at all levels, from bishop to priest to deacon, senior wardens. We have women leading ministries all over the place because we understand that men and women are all created in the image of God, as are people who are non-binary. All human beings are created in the image of God, and Jesus came to preach love for and to all of us. I just want to stand up and say to the world, if you're looking for an, a church where the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist and Holy Baptism and ordination is open to everybody, including if you're GLBTQ, come on, try us out. We're the Episcopal Church, E-P-I-S-C-O-P-A-L. And we believe that God loves everybody. We believe in the words of our presiding bishop that if it ain't about love, it ain't about God. And I just want to figure out, Episcopal Church, how we can get the word out there to let people know that there is a church where the teachings of Jesus' love are proclaimed, where all human beings are welcome, and not just welcomed, not just tolerated, but enthusiastically embraced. So let's talk about A Case for Love. So this film, and, and I gotta give credit where credit is due, the Reverend Canon Chuck Robertson, working for the presiding bishop, had this idea that we need to have a movie that gets the, the vision of God's love as expressed through the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement, that would get the message of love as we see it and feel it in our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, that would get that message of love somehow out beyond the Episcopal Church, out into the highways and byways, the neighborhoods and streets where people are living and they are wondering, does God love me? Where people are wondering, is this all there is? This political anger that is rampant on social media and everybody's tearing each other up, this divided country, Republican and Democrat, where people are so deeply committed to their political beliefs that they can't even hear one another. Is that what we're left with? Well, of course, Michael Curry has always been saying that love binds us together. And not a kind of airy-fairy, easy love, not a kind of Hallmark card love, but a kind of serious love, a love that is willing to do the hard thing for the other. A love that is willing to listen to the neighbor even when I don't really want to hear what the neighbor has to say because I want to stand on common ground of love with people. And that's what the movie A Case for Love is all about. Now, just a, a little bit of logistics about it. It was in theaters, I believe 70 theaters throughout the country for one day only as a kind of test run to see, is there a market out there for a kind of message of God's love that people will come out and see. And we in the Diocese of the Rio Grande, I think, put out a good showing. We filled the theater at four o'clock in Albuquerque. There were multiple theaters in Albuquerque where the film was showing, and I think we had Episcopalians at all of those theaters. We also had events and people showing up to see the film in El Paso. Those were the two cities where the film was shown in the Diocese of the Rio Grande, and, and we turned out. 
it was fun to walk into that movie theater, get a tub of popcorn and see a whole bunch of people there eager to see and hear about the case for love, that love is what we need to bring this country together. Love is what we need. And that if we focus on love instead of division and hatred and anger, we actually can change the world. A message that says that even if you're suffering or dealing with pain, that love is the way forward. It was a wonderful film, not a church, not an overly churchy film. In fact, I could tell that it was designed that the director intended to try to reach a kind of mainstream audience. The film A Case for Love was a powerful collection of human stories. There, were, there was a, a woman there who was sexually abused as a child and found a way to make a living by selling her body on the streets and how she found the Thistle Farms ministry and how that ministry has helped her see that she is a beloved child of God and has networked her into community, showing her the true value of her life and that she doesn't have to sell her body anymore. There was a story about an NFL football player who has ALS and about how his life still has meaning beyond the use of his body to play football and to be famous and make a lot of money. There's stories of people from the military who have suffered from PTSD and found a way even after that trauma to reconnect with their families and their community because of love. And people who are serving in the military, in the Navy, about the bonds of love that are created through that service. There are stories about parents who have adopted children. There are stories about people who have taken immigrants into their homes. It is not a political film, but it is a film in which there are politicians from both sides of the aisle talking about love. Pete Buttigieg is in there. Senator John Danforth is in there. Republicans and Democrats and people who aren't concerned about politics at all. But what it's all about is love and how at every step along the way, it is love that is breaking down barriers between people. And the message over and over again is that we are human beings made for love. That love is what we are all about. So it's an inspiring film. So my hope is that this film will somehow get out beyond the fence of the Episcopal Church, that it'll leap the fence and get out into the mainstream where there are people yearning to find a faith where love is proclaimed and genuine community is created among out of diversity and difference, different opinions, different backgrounds, different ways of life. I hope you all get a chance to see the film A Case for Love. I'm overjoyed. I can't tell you how wonderful it was to walk into a movie theater to sit down with my bucket of popcorn and there's bishop curry on the big screen and to hear that message of love echoed throughout the stories of so many people that's your weekly update for the last week of january 2024 god bless y'all